You are listening to the You Are Techie podcast, episode number 91. Welcome to the You Are Techie podcast, where it's all about growing in your techiness so you can find the tech job of your dreams. And now your host, technology learning coach, Ellen Toomey. Hey moms, are you trying to break into tech? Are you wondering what skills you really need to get hired and how those skills can be worth $45 an hour? Not that $25 an hour you thought when you first started thinking about going back to work. If so, then the UR Techie membership is for you. Our combination of courses, coaching, and community come with the mentor support you need to keep moving forward into your tech career. It's like no other membership available. We have the exact skills employers are looking for. You'll learn how to maximize your income with portfolio-ready skills that hiring managers are seeking, not to mention the steps you can skip so you don't find yourself down that endless tech learning rabbit hole. Join me as we walk you step-by-step through the getting hired process in tech. Sign up at youartechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I can't wait to see you in our membership. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today we're talking about portfolios for the win. That's right. If you're looking to break into tech, the most important concept that you can embrace in your life is that you need a representation of the work that you've done. So if you're coming to be fresh and you're like, how do I break into tech? The way that we do this is we present our work in a logical and demonstrative way to be shared with other people who are considering hiring us. We call this a portfolio. And I want to say that again because it's so, so important. But the way to break into tech is to do the work. And if you're thinking, I don't even know what to do. We're going to dive into what that means. But I want you to look at the lens of the portfolio. We break into tech by presenting our work in a logical way that demonstrates a story to be shared with people who are considering hiring us. Really let that sink in and get laser focused on who this portfolio is for. It's not for your sister. It's not for your best friend. It's not for your husband. It is for someone who is considering hiring you. And if you're thinking, I don't know who that person is, I want you to imagine them as you're building the portfolio. Let's call the hiring manager, Marsha, because I haven't used that name in a long time. (laughs) We love to use different names in our coaching because it just helps us encapsulate a person. And besides, in UX design, you need to, to do personas all the time. And so having coming up with creative names is great. So Marsha is the hiring manager. Think about Marsha as you're creating this portfolio. Okay, so portfolios for the win. Portfolios are the key to unlocking your break into tech lockbox. Does that make sense? We need to do the work and then prove that we've done it with a portfolio. We're basically just showing the work 
However, a portfolio is the shell. It's the skin around the work. We don't just say, blah, here's the code. Blah, here's the prototype. We say, here's the story and images around that, which feels amazingly huge at the beginning. However, it's really important that you start with that lens. Okay. A couple of reasons it's important to start with that lens is that we do the work in tech without permission and without an assignment. If you need permission to start your tech project, you have it right now. You have permission. Go. And I'm going to talk about, surprise, surprise, UX design and development. Those are the two main fundamental concepts that create software. There are lots of other amazing projects in tech. And sometimes I'll get the question, well, do I have to have a portfolio? I just say, yes, yes, have a portfolio. Does that mean that every person who has a portfolio will get hired and every person who doesn't will not? No. It's the process of going through this that matters. And so when you can say to someone, boom, I know what I'm doing. See, I did this, this, and this. Here you go. Here's my portfolio. I can communicate the value of the work that I do through this portfolio. Now you're breaking into tech. Okay. So we do it without permission. And I really want you to take the lens of, so you're new. I'm talking to someone new. And I want you to take the lens of, I'm going to do two projects for my portfolio. That's all I want you to focus on. My students who have gotten hired and are doing this, they have more than two. But when you're new, you just need two. And lots of times you don't even need to finish the finishing touches on every portfolio item to get hired. If you think about, okay, I need seven. And by the way, if you do... Um, big hug to you because this would totally be me. I know everybody else is doing too, but I'm Ellen. I'm going to do seven projects and that's how I'm going to show you how amazing I am. No, don't be old, Ellen. Don't do seven projects. Do two projects and that's all you ever want to think about. Now, what's so great about doing that is you're going to do an amazing job on those two projects. You're going to get into all sorts of details and amazing iterations of those two things. And this is the other part about it that's beautiful. If you only have two, you're going to make them good. You're going to make them so good. So let me give you an example of what's not good. A tic-tac-toe game. Now, if you are writing a tic-tac-toe game right now, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not judging you. I get it. It's a way to play around with the code and figure things out. It's a way for you to familiarize yourself with it. And if you argue with me and you say, Ellen, I am going to put this in my portfolio. I'm going to show you. Um, What I will tell you is that is fine, but it will probably go in some section called extra projects, other things that I do, (laughs) other projects. So while that's okay, it's not the best lens to think about your work. It's just kind of an add-on. It's just something you're doing. And I'd rather you spent your time on meteor projects where you have a user set and a problem. And you're going to design or develop a solution for that user set in that problem. I'll say it again, because 
It sounds really simple when I say it, doesn't it? Like, don't worry. (laughs) I know it's not simple. But it's important to kind of hone in on that idea for Marsha. We don't want to complicate things for Marsha. We're going to solve a problem for a specific user set. And we're going to solve it by designing or developing a solution. That's it. That's what you're doing for project number one, project number two. That goes into your portfolio. Okay. So playing a game, unless it's more of an elaborate game, tic-tac-toe, it's going to be hard to describe that as a solution to a user set to a problem. It's just going to be hard. So why go through that? It's better to have a story around it. And the way that you have a story is by what I just said. You talk about your users and you talk about their problems. You talk about their pain. And then you talk about how your solution solves that. That's what you're having in the portfolio. Now, I want to let you know that in my courses, I go into this in a lot more detail. I can go into each and every element as you're working through it. So that's really helpful. If you're just trying to understand how portfolios help you break into tech, then I need to come at you from this higher level. So I want to be clear that I'm not giving you everything you ever need in a portfolio. What I'm giving you is the lens to approach it so you can see if you're going off track or not. Okay. So in a portfolio, we want to tell a story about users, about a problem they're having and how we solve that problem. And we're going to show that by both the written word, or you could do a video and you could talk about it. That would be fine too. This is where portfolios can be really flexible and be really creative. It's up to you. And then you're going to show the output for that work. So that's where it's really confusing. With my UX students, they are creating prototypes. That's the output. It's not the only output. I'm not going to go through all the other ones, but it's a main output. That's why some people get hired before the portfolio is done because they can show their prototype. And with development, you show your code. You have a GitHub repo. Is that your portfolio? No, it's not. It's a GitHub repo, but sometimes that's enough. Sometimes. But it's better to view it through the lens of the portfolio and describing that because Marsha will need that communication layer in order to understand your value and you will increase your salary if you can not only do the work, but communicate the work that you can do. That's the next level. Make sense? You could send someone your GitHub repo link. If you say to me, Ellen, I'm just going to send them my GitHub link. That's all they need. And I would say to you, maybe that's all the senior dev needs. But what about the person in HR paying your salary? Right? So that's where it's this whole portfolios for the win concept comes in. Oh, no, no, no. If you can communicate your value to people in and outside of tech, Now we're talking. Now we're rocking and rolling. That's how we get to that six-figure mark. Okay, so what's in a portfolio? Again, not every detail. It's this output of the work, whether it's the code or or the prototype. And then it's the story about how you came to do that work by solving a problem for a specific group of users. And... And the other piece to this is the decisions that you made along the way. That's really ingrained in the UX process. So you can kind of do that through just with the process because we do testing and we say why we made decisions. But if you're in dev, a lessons learned section is really powerful. 
to be someone who said, you know what, I was here and now I've done this. It feels a little vulnerable, but it actually shows your growth and people will say, oh, she was at that level. Now she's at this level. Okay. So defending your decisions or lessons learned, either one or both of those are great. Now, if you're like, can I have a lessons learned in UX? I think you can. I think you can have it, whether it's separate or integrated is up to you. Okay. I have a final point about portfolios for the win. And I really feel your pain if you don't (laughs) take my advice. But if I could wave a magic wand and just tell you that this was so important, it was the difference between breaking into tech and not breaking into tech, that's what I would say. What I would say is creating the shell of your portfolio at the beginning, even before you do anything is totally fine but even after the first week or two, and then adding the pieces, those assets as you go, if I could, if I could convince you that that was the way to go and I had my magic wand, that's what I would do. Because the goal would be that at the end of your work, at the end of your, your process, your, your designer dev process, you have your first iteration of your portfolio. And it probably won't be very good. It's probably B minus or even in tech C plus work. It's probably like C plus. Nobody wants to read it. It looks terrible. Uh, it's all chaotic and confusing. Nobody gets it. But the reason that I'd rather have that for you is that now that you're kind of done with that process and you haven't started your next project yet and you're just working on your portfolio, you can iterate on that portfolio from the standpoint of fresh eyes and not being in the middle of the process and think about it more from Marsha's perspective to say, what would Marsha want to see? And how could it be more beneficial to Marsha? I really like this name, Marsha. It's it's working for me. (laughs) And you can then iterate on your portfolio from a freer place, feeling really good about the progress you've made. What happens for those people who wait until the end is they feel like this portfolio is this enormous mountain they have to overcome. And so they like put all this work into it. And then their first iteration, they're like, oh, I'm done. Finally. And then it's not very good. Because not because they're not good, not because they didn't learn, but because it's their first iteration. And it's so hard at that point to get to the second and third iteration. So one great way to do this is just every Friday, every whatever your end of the week is, it could be Thursday or Saturday, but every Friday-ish, you just have a half an hour or an hour where you put stuff into your portfolio. I really, really recommend that from like the first week. And the great thing is, is after the first week, if you think, I don't even have anything to put in my portfolio, that's a great time to reflect and say, am I on course? Do I have a good project? Maybe the first thing you do is just say, These are my users and this is their problem. Here's the portfolio software that I'm using and here's the shell that it's going to have. You can do some really basic things and it can be so powerful. I want to leave you with this story from Sean Anker of The Happiness Advantage. I mean, this book I read so long ago. I'll have to look when he first published it. I might have been... Was I in college? I don't know. And I don't even know if it's Sean Anker's idea, but... He talks about this in The Happiness Advantage, and I still remember it. If you want to start a exercise routine, let's say you want to start running. 
One of the best things you can do is lay out all your clothes and your running shoes the night before. I think he even said just his shoes or put his sleep in his running clothes and put the shoes next to the bed or something, which ew, gross. I don't like shoes in my house, but not in my bedroom. But anyway, I have a rug near the outdoor in my bedroom so I could put them there. And he said, just lay it out the night before. And it's so funny because that seems detached from the actual act of running, doesn't it? Like you put your running shoes out. Okay. It seems like you could do it or not do it. Who really cares? But if that gets you on the process, that could be a journey that gets you on results of losing 30 pounds, of having the best health in your life, of running a marathon, of like all sorts of results, all because you put your shoes out. That's crazy. My kind of hypothesis here is like if you put time on your calendar on Friday and you show up and that time is to do your portfolio, even if you don't know what you're doing, even if you just say, okay, I'm going to get my WordPress URL, that's it. Even that is a great start to having this shell to getting you down that path of creating your portfolio. And you might feel like your time is better spent in the code, in the prototype, but I can tell you it can't all be spent there. The majority of your time should, but not all of it, or you won't come up for air to have the perspective that you need to communicate to other people. I put showing up for yourself on Friday for a portfolio meeting as the equivalent to leaving your running shoes out before you run. I think you'll find it gets you on the path better and faster than you could have imagined. And you'll be so amazingly excited with your progress that you'll keep going long enough to get your result of getting hired. Thanks so much for being with me here today. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to sign up for the UR Techie email list. Imagine being in the tech job of your dreams. Join me to get the strategies training and never ending support to get hired. Sign up at URTechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I'll see you next time.